Hi, and welcome to Natural Living and Wellness. My name is Christine Emerson. I am a doctor of naturopathic medicine and also a future nurse practitioner, so I'm just waiting to take my boards. Um, so today I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, different types of headaches. So uh, there is um, primary headaches and also secondary headaches. So a primary headache, uh, just to clarify, would be like your tension headaches, uh, migraines with and without aura, and also cluster headaches. And a secondary headache would be more like something that is contributing to it, like some type of a disease process or possibly like uh, some type of bleeding in the brain, um, um, inflammation, um, some type of viral type of infection that has occurred uh, that is contributing to this secondary type of headache. Whereas a primary headache is not associated with any type of disease, but uh, certain types of headaches can um, run in the family. So often you'll see individuals that have migraine headaches. Often there's a family history of headaches. So that's typically what we do see. Okay, so just to kind of explain like what is the difference between the different types of headaches? So first of all, we'll talk about tension types, type of headaches. So these typically last anywhere from like 30 minutes up to like seven days. I know that's terrible, right? So often individuals, they might complain that it feels like almost like a strap across their forehead. It's kind of like a pressing, non-pulsatile type pain. Um, it's usually um, on both sides of the head. So this would be kind of across the head more than just like on one side. So it's kind of across the forehead. Um, some individuals may or may not get um, what is called like photophobia, um, which means like um, sensitivity to light or even phonophobia, which would be like sensitivity to sound. So depending, I guess, maybe on the intensity of the headache, somebody might... Uh, be sensitive to certain sounds or uh, light, okay? And typically, you're going to see this occur uh, more in females uh, as compared to males, okay? So migraines, so these are different from tension headaches uh, in many different ways. So migraines can present themselves with... Um, Auras or with an out without an aura. So I'll explain in a little bit what an aura actually is. Uh, so let's just get to the the meat of the details as far as uh, with migraines. So with migraines, these can typically last anywhere from like four to seventy-two hours and typically have very specific characteristics. So with migraines, usually they are uh, unilateral, which means one-sided. Um, and usually um, they're kind of like a pulsatile type quality, um, kind of like moderate to severe in intensity. And often these individuals uh, may have sensitivity to uh, light or sounds. Uh, they could have like nausea, vomiting, those type of things. And, and um, research has shown that typically for individuals that do have migraines, typically there is a family history. So somewhere in the, the um, in the family history, other individuals have experienced migraines, and typically you'll see this more in uh, females as compared to males. Okay, so this is my, that would be a migraine without aura. Okay, so migraines with an aura, 
typically um, it's a type of like a focal type uh, dysfunction that occurs um, that ca that is causing these type of um, we call it aura symptoms so sometimes individuals might see like like squiggly lines or um, sometimes it may even feel like um, kind of a like a curtain going over the eye um, just um, like like these visual type of uh, disturbances like zigzags okay so and it could even be some individuals may get um, they might have certain um, like a, a smell certain type of smells um, so it can involve um, like the olfactory system which is kind of like our sense of smell uh, and uh, we can have visual disturbances um, some individuals actually get um, GI upset you know some of that nausea maybe sometimes even abdominal type pain with this too so sometimes um, this aura um, will occur a lot excuse me a lot of times this aura occurs before the onset of the migraine so this is typically for a person that is a migraineur um, they will experience the symptoms of the aura first that's how they know that it's coming and um, and then uh, if they do not take medications to kind of interrupt uh, the the migraine then the migraine uh, comes on like full-blown okay so and we'll talk about ways to uh, prevent uh, migraines or different types of headaches uh, different type of medications, uh, things to like avoid triggers, those type of things. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, and then cluster headaches. So this is different from the migraine and tension headaches. So these are pretty severe. I'm not saying that individuals without, uh, or excuse me, with migraines, they don't experience severe symptoms, but clusters, um, they occur differently and can be alarming for those individuals that are not familiar with some of the symptoms. So um, often cluster headaches, they, attend, uh, they have a tendency to occur in what they call groups of clusters, and that's where they get the name cluster headaches. So sometimes um, what you'll see is that these headaches occur, um, like they can last several months or weeks to months, um, and then they disappear, you know, for maybe a year, okay? Um, so uh, the um, typical times that um, a cluster headache may show up, could be like closer towards um, fall, uh, and it can occur sometimes like they can, an individual can have like one to eight uh, episodes per day, so uh, and that would be uh, not uncommon uh, for that. Okay, so this person um, is going to have um, pain that is associated with, with the awakening time, so they're going to be alarmed. Um, or excuse me, they're going to be awake when the headache kind of comes on. And typically it's going to be behind one eye. So it's this uh, steady, uh, super intense type pain. So they describe it like a hot poker in the eye. And it can be pretty severe. Um, some individuals even say that it's more of like a crescendo. So it kind of builds up. Uh, and it can last anywhere from like 15 minutes up to three hours. So it's pretty severe. Um, so... Most commonly, uh, this is going to occur um, with uh, increased what they call lacrimation. So that uh, the affected eye 
they'll um, have uh, the, the eyes will tear up a lot so that's increased lacrimation um, maybe the even it looks like um, like redness in the eye and not like a pink eye but more like um, it's called conjunctival injections so it's pretty red um, and then ptosis so it's um, like a drooping of the eye and also like nasal stuffiness so this all those are um, symptoms that are commonly associated with having uh, a cluster type headache so you'll see this really more in males so when we compare male to female ratios you're going to see this occur more commonly um, in the male population okay um, so it's not um, super common or something that's going to occur a lot in families so the percentage rate is about 20% as compared to uh, individuals with uh, migraines typically that's like 70 to 90 percent so that's pretty significant okay so uh, things that you really want to uh, think about uh, with having headaches so we're looking at like what is uh, like the pattern especially as a practitioner certain things that we're looking for is you know or is there any change in mental status um, is the headache uh, the same as what they've had before? This is not like new onset after the age of 50 years old, which would be pretty alarming. Um, and making sure that the neck is uh, supple. So for an individual that has a very stiff neck um, that is associated with symptoms that would be familiar, similar to that of um, meningitis, that would be you know something that would be alarming for us as a practitioner um, to kind of watch out for. Okay. Okay, so now to talk about a little bit about uh, like red flags. So things that uh, we as practitioners uh, look for are um, more of like red flags that we look for. It's called snoop. So we're looking for a systemic type of symptoms. So for an individual that may have like a fever or weight loss or they may have one of those secondary headaches that I was talking about, that would be pretty significant. And if you are experiencing any of those type of symptoms you want to make sure that uh, you're speaking with your uh, primary care physician or your nurse practitioner or your naturopathic doctor um, especially if this is your first headache and you're not familiar with some of the symptoms you're unsure it's best to talk to your physician or nurse practitioner naturopathic doctor about the type of symptoms that you're having just to make sure uh, that it's not anything else that could be underlying and just talk to them about it. Okay, so red flags would be systemic type symptoms um, and then also neurological type symptoms. So this would be somebody that um, is having like changes in mental status or alertness or they have what is called like a nuchal rigidity. So that's that stiff neck that I was talking about earlier. Um, uh, hypertension so hypertension in itself is um, it can contribute to headaches uh, but especially if it is severely uh, elevated so this is something that um, uh, physicians are, are, are nurse practitioners are looking out for and then any type of changes in with uh, it's called cranial nerve dysfunction so when we start seeing changes in um, cranial nerve type dysfunction, any type of neurological symptoms, this is going to be uh, pretty significant and something that we are going to uh, look into. Um, also, um, 
other red flags would be the onset. So if it's like sudden onset of a headache and you've never had this type of headache before, or they call it the thunderclap type of headache. So this is something that would be something, you know, it's pretty significant and you would want to report to um, your physician or uh, nurse practitioner. Now, if this is an individual that um, is older, uh, I would say greater than 50 years of age, um, and if they're having this uh, new onset headache, this would be something that needs to be looked into. Or even uh, for individuals that are over the age of 30, um, you know, this is their first headache in adulthood, really over the age of 30, it'd be something that they would really want to um, have checked into, you know, just, just to be safe. Okay. And then um, also any type of new onset of a different type of headache. So um, individuals that have headaches, we know that, you know, the, the typical pattern of the type of headaches, that, you, you know, I, I also suffer from headaches, but fortunately not that often. Um, but if it's a, a new type of headache, like um, you ordinarily would have like tension type headaches, mostly associated with stress. Now you're having migraine headaches or even cluster type headaches. This would be something that you would definitely want to report to um, your primary care physician or uh, nurse practitioner, naturopathic doctor. So something especially to um, have looked into. Okay. So really um, headache treatment is looking at identifying and reducing the uh, triggers. So this is looking at um, uh, especially like lifestyle modifications. So this is going to be huge in um, um, preventing headaches. Okay. So, I mean, there is rescue therapy for individuals that, um, you know, suffer from the, the, like migraines or clusters that would be like the, they call it abortive agents. So these could be like a triptans. Uh, so these are medications that can be taken. This would be like a sumatriptan uh, for those individuals that can take it. Um, so these would be uh, medications that uh, like they know the headache is coming. They have that aura. Um, so they take the medication and it helps to prevent the full onset of the headache. But of course, when um, you're taking the medication like sumatriptan, you want to make sure that you are taking it uh, with the onset of symptoms because if you wait too long into it, it's not going to um, be effective to help prevent the full-blown type headache. Okay. All right. So looking at possible triggers. So these are things that um, can bring on a, a headache. I mean, outside of like not getting enough sleep or stress. So um, certain other things that could uh, trigger um, different types of headaches could be, of course, like menses, ovulation, or pregnancy. So, I mean, those are not things that we can um, necessarily prevent as far as menses is what I'm talking about. So these are things that um, occur uh, that, um, you know, your provider can help um, modulate some of those factors so that um, you're not experiencing uh, uh, so many headaches, okay? Um, certain individuals may have some trouble with um, taking birth control. Sometimes that can uh, be a trigger for individuals. 
um, of course, somebody that is like acutely ill, like maybe they have a virus or bacteriotype infections, this can be something that can trigger, trigger a, um, a headache. Um, also, like uh, sleeping too much or too little can be a trigger. Um, missing meals or even fasting um, can uh, cause headaches. Uh, bright or flickering lights. So sometimes this can um, bring on headaches. I know uh, my child uh, just recently um, had a migraine headache that was triggered by uh, car lights. So this is pretty significant. And that was really the first time that it had happened. Uh, so it's something to just be mindful of. Um, excessive or repetitive noises, sometimes that can uh, bring on headaches, uh, certain odors or fragrances, or even like um, cigarette smoke. For some people that are sensitive to it, um, that could be a trigger. Um, seasonal changes like weather changes, like changes in the barometric pressure, sometimes that can be a trigger. Um, high altitudes, a certain medication, and of course stress. Stress can definitely be a trigger. Uh, for headaches. Okay. Um, other things that could potentially trigger a headache is foods. So um, I know a lot of people have heard, um, you know, the like foods with, um, uh, what do they call it? Um, th uh, okay, so it escapes me at this point. Um, so anyway, the other triggers could be uh, sour cream. Uh, this is like fermented type foods, um, a ripened cheese. This would be um, like cheddar, uh, brie, those type of cheese, uh, those type of cheeses, I should say. Uh, sausage, so this would be like bologna, salami, pepperoni, sometimes pizza, pizza um, headache, um, hot dogs, um, Pickled or uh, dried herring, uh, any type of uh, fermented or marinated type food. Sometimes it could be a trigger for individuals, um, like freshly baked yeast type products. So this would be like your sourdough breads, those type of things. Um, even for certain individuals, um, like broad beans, lima beans, uh, fava beans, um, onions, figs, uh, avocados. Uh, bananas, certain types of citrus fruits, and then also uh, caffeinated uh, beverages like tea, coffee, or even cola, uh, alcoholic beverages like wheat, uh, wine, uh, beer, and whiskey all can contribute to um, or can trigger a, uh, a migraine headache or uh, even um, maybe even a cluster type headache. Okay, so um, certain products, um, so there's medications that uh, can be given to help with, um, uh, especially like migraine headaches. So a lot of times um, individuals that have um, like a, your attention type headaches, stress type headaches, um, often those individuals may resort to using like a Tylenol or Motrin, some type of NSAID. Um, and, and it can be effective uh, for the most part for those uh, individuals having like the tension type headaches. Um, and then with migraines, yeah, um, a lot of times um, individuals may start with like the Tylenol, Motrin, or even like Excedrin to help alleviate some of the symptoms that they're having. Um, and, and it can be uh, pretty effective. 
Um, but for individuals that it's not working, um, especially for migraines, this is where uh, you definitely have to get your practitioner involved uh, so that they can find what medication is going to work best for you. So um, there are uh, medications, like earlier I was talking about, it's called sumatriptan or Imitrex. So this is a medication that can um, really help for individuals that are um, having um, migraine headaches. So with this, uh, with a sumatriptan, um, there's a very specific way that it has to be given. Uh, so this is uh, when um, the individual is experiencing some of the symptoms, they take the medication. This would be like the classic aura when they um, notice that uh, they, you know, they're experiencing some of the aura type symptoms. They take the medication and it can help um, abort the, uh, the migraine headache. Okay, and typically um, the medication works very well. Uh, the onset is uh, anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes, and it can be super helpful for uh, individuals that experience um, migraine headaches. So now um, with this, um, so triptans, uh, the sumatriptan, so for individuals that have um, a coronary artery disease or angina, or uh, like in pregnant women, uh, they should really not be using uh, tryptin medications just because of uh, it, causes, it causes this uh, vasoconstriction. Um, and it's um, like especially for an individual that's having angina or um, are, are at high risk for like coronary artery disease or they actually have it, uh, they, um, they should not be taking this type of medication. Um, so they may have to use just like a Tylenol um, for their headaches. I know that sometimes it feels like it's, it's not enough, but it's best to be safe uh, than sorry. Okay. Now for individuals with uh, tension type headaches or migraine headaches, uh, NSAIDs can be pretty effective. Um, so NSAIDs, um, so this would be like your, uh, your Motrin's or Aleve's, something like that. They work really well um, for tension and migraine headaches because it inhibits what is called prostaglandins and leukotrienes. So this prostaglandins occur, uh, so this is inflammation essentially what's going on. So we have this uh, induction of inflammation that is occurring and with the NSAIDs, um, it's going to help reduce uh, the inflammation that is occurring and help to maybe modulate some of the um, symptoms that you're experiencing secondary to the tension or migraine headaches. So you want to start taking the medication at the first sign of headache, um, especially when um, GI symptoms are not, uh, have, have not begun. So sometimes uh, for individuals that get really nauseated and to take a pill, you know, can cause um, it may cause them to vomit. So you want to make sure that if you choose to take the medication um, that you are uh, taking at the onset of the headache. Okay, so certain medications uh, like ibuprofen can be a pretty good medication, um, but like a plain, a plain naproxen. Um, so it's kind of like a, has a, a slower uh, onset of analgesic activity. So you want to make sure that's why it's important if you do choose to take 
an over-the-counter medication to help with your headaches, you want to start taking it uh, at the first sign of the headache. So now um, medication like Aleve, uh, so this is naproxen sodium. Um, so these will start to um, kick in faster than uh, certain medications like an ibuprofen. So it takes a little bit longer. Um, and another medication is called Fioracet. So this is kind of uh, an older medication. Um, I haven't seen it used in quite a long time um, in, the medical, in the medical field. Um, but uh, Fioracet uh, is a combination of uh, the uh, caffeine, um, acetaminophen, and uh, butabitol. And uh, with this medication, um, it, it can um, be helpful for individuals that uh, do have uh, these type of headaches. So it's uh, like a migraine or tension type headaches. So the caffeine helps to kind of enhance the effects of the acetaminophen. So it works well um, if you do need to take the medication. Um, other medications could be like uh, acetaminophen or excuse me, Excedrin, a migraine. So this is over-the-counter medication. So that can be uh, work pretty well for um, migraine headaches. Um, now, I mean, there are other medications that can be used um, but those would be uh, for more like severe type cases, a chronic prolonged type cases. Um, and then for individuals with um, um, the cluster headaches, um, so they need to, um, I mean, of course, they would want to reach out to their uh, provider. Um, but the goal for these type of headaches is um, the prophylactic therapy. So. Um, them taking medications uh, to help kind of control some of the symptoms that they're they're experiencing, but it's to help prevent the headache. Uh, so um, medications like beta blockers, um, so these uh, can be used to help prevent um, migraines or certain type of headaches. Um, often this would be like a metaprolol or a propanolol. Uh, show have been shown to have the strongest evidence as far as like research um, in being um, very effective in um, uh, preventing migraine headaches. Okay, I mean there are other uh, medications um, that can be used, um, uh, but specifically uh, those beta blockers have been uh, shown to have the strongest evidence uh, in preventing. Um, like headaches, migraine headaches, uh, even cluster type headaches. Okay, so um, as far as like herbal preparations, um, so looking at uh, the body of evidence that has been, um, that would support the use of herbal remedies, um, and now certain uh, herbal preparations would be like um, butterbur. So this has been, um, demonstrated to be pretty helpful with um, prevention of migraine headaches. Um, other things could be like um, riboflavin, magnesium, feverfew, um, even uh, CoQ10, um, especially with uh, during menses, um, has been shown to um, help um, prevent migraine headaches. Um, so, I mean, really, it's, it's, um, there is uh, a, a, a lot of research has been completed on um, 
different types of headaches and different preparations that can be used. Um, it's really up to the individuals. I mean, for certain individuals, they would rather treat um, their headaches naturally. And that is absolutely, um, you know, it's completely up to them and what they feel is best for them. Um, but my best advice would be, if this is not a headache that you typically would have, or you've never experienced headaches before, I would say you need to go to your provider, whether that be a nurse practitioner, your primary care, primary care physician, or uh, your um, naturopathic doctor, and really have, um, you know, discuss with them some of the symptoms that the, you're having, just to make sure that it is not some, something that could be underlying. So it's best to be safe to speak with someone um, about the symptoms that you're having rather than like maybe looking them up on um, internet or like social media. So um, it's best to have um, your discuss your symptoms with um, your provider just to make sure that it could be, um, you know, just a tension type headache or a migraine. Um, and then really um, discussing with them like what is the best route uh, for you to utilize to help prevent and manage um, your headaches. So I hope the information that I provided kind of clears up the differences between a primary and secondary type of headache, um, the different types of headaches um, being uh, migraine headaches with aura and without aura, tension type headaches, and also cluster headaches. Um, also some of the uh, different types of uh, red flags that um, we would look out for or you could even look out for. Um, I mean, these are pretty significant. So this would be uh, something to watch out for even for yourself. Uh, I also discussed some of uh, the different types of triggers um, that can contribute to different types of headaches, whether that be food, uh, menses, stress, so much can contribute to headaches. And then I also discussed um, some of the different type of medications, whether they be over the counter or provided by uh, your primary care physician, naturopathic doctor or nurse practitioner, and some of the different uh, types of herbal remedies then that can help with um, types of headaches. So I hope that I provided um, enough information. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, you're more than welcome to um, drop me a line. Um, until next time, um, um, I wish you good health and prosperity. Thank you.